0: Beginning from verse 41. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, And asking questions everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers when his parents saw him they were astonished his mother said to him son why have you treated us like this your father and I have been anxiously searching for you why were you searching for me, he said. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what you are saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Good evening. According to bulletin, my name is Reverend Hua Jen. <laughs> um, some of you know me, some of you know me quite well. And Angelina said, Sorry, forgot to introduce you. So I said, Never mind, i introduce myself. Um, I'm a retired pastor, and um, your pastor had, was, had, to be, had to go down to KL this afternoon, or call away, your last minute thing. So he asked whether I was available whether I can come and do the Holy Communion and preach. I said, yeah, I'm available. Tell me what you want me to do. Um, so he gave me this passage. Then I found that he also had um, the sermon outline printed in the bulletin. Now, let me warn you. Huh? I, do, I have prepared my sermon not based on the sermon outline. So you want to listen to Reverend Ronald Yap's sermon, you have to go online or ask for the CD. And then you can compare his sermon and my sermon, and then you, then you tell him whether you want me to come back again or not. <laughs> um, I'm scheduled also to preach on the first Sunday of August because your pastor, there's something planned, he, he, he'll be away. Um, so you have to tell him that beforehand. All right. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we are your people, we thank you for this. And you love us and have given us your word. And we thank you for this because when we study your word and meditate on your word and hear your word preach, we grow in the knowledge of your your word and of your love. So we ask, I ask that you help me to preach clearly, faithfully, and help us all to listen and respond to what you have to teach us today. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever wondered, actually, I'm sure many of us, almost all of us have, what Jesus was like as a boy or as a teenager? Did he ever climb trees together with his friends and when he fell down and cut himself he cried i'm so glad that my children was more with a with a i think the donut and donut man, man song i couldn't find out for sure when he fell down he scraped his knee all right did he throw stones I suspect he would, all right, but he would probably throw the stone and try to hit another rock. to see how well he threw. But I suspect that he never, I'm quite sure, in fact, he never did throw a stone at a dog or another boy because he he wouldn't try to hurt anybody. When he was a teenager, did he fall in love? Now, the reason I ask these questions is because I would like all of us to think that Jesus was, in fact, a normal human being, not just a supernatural baby that all of a sudden became an adult and started his earthly ministry. He grew through all the different stages of our life, your life, and mine. But he learned to follow his father's will and did his father's will we know almost nothing practically nothing about Jesus' childhood and today's passage in Luke chapter 2 is the only story that we have of him as a boy now let me also warn you that um, there are a lot of what you call apocryphal stories of all kinds of strange and weird things that Jesus did but that is not part of the Bible it's all made up stories okay and when we read what we believe we will have to base it on what is recorded for us in the bible right and what we have today is one incident when jesus was about 12 was 12 years old and as we read this we realize again that he's actually both normal as a boy but also special because he was also god's son so we read in verses what verse 41 to 42. Every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover and when he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. I want to say that a Jewish boy was considered a child and he was not responsible for enough to observe the law until he was about 13 years old when he he goes through a ceremony, a uh, coming of each ceremony called bat Mitzvah. That means becoming the son of the Lord. All right. So before that, of course, they, the family and the community would prepare him to know what the law is, to know how to obey, and so on. And it was recorded that he went, his parents took him to Jerusalem. I do, we do not know whether that was the only time he went or just at this particular time but that is not the most important thing. His parents took him down to Jerusalem for a pilgrimage, funeral and Passover. This is some, one thing that is required in the law, and which also tells us that uh, Joseph and Mary were quite devout, quite pious, and conscientious in obeying the requirements of the law. Now, and, oh yeah, Wait, don't, don't be so fast <laughs> go back to the previous picture this is picture is one of the most famous picture of jesus in the temple talking to the teachers and the scribes and so on um, i grew up in West church where that picture was hanging in the church office okay but you can google that in the form so you want that okay um of course it was painted in 1881 and a lot of european um, flavor was there. So it's not really Jewish as such. But I thought it would be good for you to see this picture. Now the next one. Jerusalem nest is, was and is about east, up north near the Sea of Galilee, Jerusalem down south to the west of, northwest corner of Dead sea. They would walk to Jerusalem, and then walk back. Right. The distance, according to this route, okay, now there's a newer road, okay. but if they had to walk, they would usually travel to Gal- Jericho, which is just on the northern tip of uh, the State Sea. Again, um, you can check on this. And the distance about 160 kilometers. Taking about, what, three days' journey or thereabouts? Okay. And what you have is they would travel together because it wasn't safe, it wouldn't be safe to travel alone, okay, and that's why Jesus could use the parable of the, the Good Samaritan, right? They would travel together, but they travel in groups, the whole family, several families would travel together. Um, well, I think Binang people call them Papa Lang, right? The big and small and all, all travel together. And of course, the men will be traveling by themselves, the mothers, the ladies will travel by themselves with the small little kids, and the teenagers and the young people will also travel by themselves, and so on. For those of you that are young here, even 30, 40 years, about 40 years ago, it's still quite safe for children to run around if they're in the, in the housing, housing estate. By 6, o'clock, the, by 6 o'clock, the road in the housing estate belongs to the children. Okay. Now you can't do that because the car just comes from in pass. And of course, it's quite safe to let our children go, go to school on their own. So it was quite safe for the children to run around on their own. So you've got to remember that when you, when you read this story. Okay. So they went down to Jerusalem. They observed the Passover, the feast for as many days as they were planning, able to plan to. So that is, in fact, that's about the only time they, they would be having a long holiday, two weeks break or something like that from work. Then on the way home, of course, again, the parents travel and the adults travel by themselves and the young people travel by themselves. But at the end of the day, when it's dinner time, and prepare for bed and so on to sleep. Then the parents found out that Jesus was missing. Well, it was too late to go back to Jerusalem one day journey. So the next morning they went, they went back to Jerusalem, and then of course on the third day they really started searching for him in the place where they stay, going to the bazaar. It's just like, um, just like imagine a, a kid from Lingkong coming to Penang. You're, you all know where Lingkong is or not? <laughs> or Baling, at least you know Baling, but Lingkong is even smaller. Coming to Penang, of course, they get lost in the in the shopping malls and things like that. Him. So the parents would hunt around all those places until finally they went to the temple. And then they found him in the temple courts, talking not with friends, playing not with friends, but talking with the teachers and the scribes and the priests. The last place and the last thing they expect a 12-year-old boy would do by then you can imagine Mary being the mother must be desperate. I don't know what the father was like. Uh, some fathers are more laid-back about things like that, but usually the mother the one gets excited and upset. Jesus and the, Mary the mother said, Son, why have you treated me like this? How come you're so bad on? Your father and I have been desperately <laughs> searching for you. And Jesus Typical 12-year-old boy, innocently, I didn't do anything wrong. Why were you searching for me? Don't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Now, I want you to pay attention to the words. I had to be. Not I will be or I chose to be. I had to be. He knew that he, he was obeying his father in heaven. My father's house. But of course, Mary and Joseph could not understand that. I mean, Joseph was there. He was, Joseph was his early father. And I'm sure Jesus, when he grew up, always called Joseph father. But he, now he said, I had to be in my father's house. And they could not understand what he was saying. But nevertheless, we note what is recorded in First. Verses 51 and 52. Nevertheless, he returned to Je- Nazareth. The f- Bible write- went down to Nazareth. Okay? Now, actually what happens is, you have to look at the geography of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was one of the highest places in the whole of Judea. Nazareth was in the Galilee, the plateau of Galilee is high, but not as high as Jerusalem. So that's why you either go up to Jerusalem or go down from Jerusalem. So that's what he did. They went back to Nazareth and he was obedient to them. But we also note that Mary kept these things in her heart. Mary treasured these things in her heart. You, if you've been reading chapters 1 and 2, you'll know that a flood of strange things happened to Mary and to Jesus. And Mary, in spite of the fact there was a lot of things that she didn't fully understand, she kept that and remembered that. And of course, then he was able to share this with Luke when Luke tried to make a record of Jesus' ministry. But what we read then is that Jesus was already conscious of the fact that his real father was in heaven, God himself. But he was still at home, and so he he was obedient to his parents. But we also note that he continued to grow in wisdom and stature, in favour with God and people, until he was ready for his public ministry the story is very simple nothing miraculous about this but it is recorded for us as I said and you would know this is the only story incident of Jesus childhood that we have so we had to ask ourselves what can we learn from this first what do we learn about Jesus from this story and what can we what lesson do we learn from this You would note, of course, that when Jesus responded to his mother, Why are you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? These are the only words of Jesus when about as a child. Everything recorded of Jesus was about his earthly ministry. But note the contrast Mary's words, Your father and I. But Jesus answered, My Father, referring to God. And he tells us, therefore, even at this very, very young age, Jesus was clearly aware of his true relationship to God the Father. He came from God the Father, he didn't really belong to the earth. And that's why he said, I had to be in my Father's house. Or some other translation said, i had to be about my father's business your pastor put put in the greek but um, in your outline with some dots in between it's not for you to fill in the blanks but rather to say that it is not clear whether it basically says i had to do the things of my father whatever the things may be so he realized even at that age that he had to follow His Heavenly Father's will. But, of course, we know that at the age of 12, he was still learning and was still growing. And he wanted to know about the scriptures and about the law. And since he was in Jerusalem, he decided to check things with the teachers. And, of course, there's no better teachers to find about the law, to learn about the law than in Jerusalem with all the experts and teachers right in the temple. For all we know, while he was in Nazareth, there was nobody who could answer his questions. Whereas, as he talked and interacted with the teachers, they were all amazed that for a 12-year-old boy, that at his understanding and all his answers. So he was spiritually very, very alert. But we have to remember again that he was still a 12-year-old boy who was focused. Who only would focus on one thing at a time and he was focusing on going to the temple and find out as much as he can he forgot to tell his parents where he was and what he wanted to do so that's the, the only thing we learned about jesus as a boy when did he fully become conscious of his calling and his purpose why he came into the world we do not know because we only read about what he began to do when he began his earthly ministry. But here, in this story, Luke chose to give us a glimpse of his self-awareness and of the fact that he was already preparing himself to do the will of the Father. And so he began early, he started early. And because of this, By the time he he began his earthly ministry, and throughout the whole three years of ministry, he was able to obey his Father perfectly and totally, doing everything that the Father wanted him to do. In fact, only doing the things that the Father has given him to do. There's something that we must learn as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. So what do we learn from this? What can we learn? I think the first thing is for those of us who are parents or grandparents, we need to learn to be like Joseph and Mary. For them, going to Jerusalem for the Passover was a regular part of their life. And they brought the children along so that it would become part of their lives also. So for us, even if you're not a father or mother. Or mother, or grandparent, just be uncles and aunties to other people's children, and lots of people would be happy. Lots of children will have you to be an uncle and auntie to them. I wasn't planning this, but this morning when I went, I went back to Wesley Church, and this little girl was running around, nothing to do. So I did what I am usually quite good at. I took her hand and said, "Come, let's sit down and tell sto- and tell stories to each other." So we sat down and make up stories. I meet up one, then she meet up one, I meet up one, and she met up. I mean, just be friends with them. They need adults' attention. Um, it's something to do that. But what is more important is we must live a lo- our lives in such a way that other children, and our children, of course, will be nurtured in the way of God, in the ways of Jesus Christ, and following Jesus Christ as the example. We must set an example for them if we want our children and the the children around us to grow towards the Lord. That's the important thing. Be like Christ and follow Jesus Christ and live a life according to what God wants. And secondly, for those of us here and especially younger people here, we need to pay attention, special attention to verses 40 and 52. Verse 40 wasn't read to you earlier, but this is what I decided to put it up. And the child grew and became strong. He was a baby at that time, Mm alright? And then, the grace of God was upon him. That was as a baby. And now, verse 52 says, he grew in wisdom and in stature in favour of God and man. So, and that was at 12 years old. And after that, in fact, you will realize that the two verses are very similar. And this incident of Jesus going to the temple is actually enclosed by these two verses. And then help us to focus on the fact that this is what Jesus was like, even as a child. And what we we need to know, therefore, Jesus did not just grow mentally and intellectually, but also physically, and especially spiritually and socially. And those of you that have been involved in MYF are in the MYF. You know that these are the motto of the MYF, right? The four corners of your badge or your cross. And whenever we deal with children, we need to remember this. And help them to focus on these things about growing spiritually and socially don't just on taking care of them physically, making sure they eat well and sleep well, stay healthy, go for gym classes or swimming. We must also help them to develop and grow the knowledge and awareness of God in their lives, and also to train them to develop proper attitudes towards others, whether the attitudes to another includes parents, grandparents, or their siblings, or their peers in school and their schoolmates. Basically, again, we tend to focus so much on the physical and mental development that too often we see, I see too many parents neglecting the development, the social development, and above all, the spiritual development. This is already July exams are coming are any of you or any of your parents telling you to go for tuition and skip church skip sunday school one of the things that pain my heart both as a sunday school teacher in my younger days and after becoming pastor pastor my daughter cannot come to church because there's tuition We have to realize that your achievement is not depending on your own efforts, but on trusting God. We must never, ever neglect that. And to realize that we need to learn to help our children and for all of us to set our lives right before God and with one another, that is what matters most. But of course as parents We know that some children Are just born stubborn or ordinary Hard to teach Whereas others are spiritually aware Even as a young child Every child is different But I want to say one thing Remember That every one of our children Every single one of them Actually belongs to God before they become our children. I repeat that. Our children are God's children before they became ours. He cares for them. He loves them much, much more than you and I can for our own children. So what, we need to trust God for them. But we must do our part, do what we know we must do, and let God do his part. And the good news is, God never fails. The bad news is we fail all the time, isn't it? We mess up all the time. Ask your children all the terrible things they remember from you. Once in a while, i ask my children that. Things I've done to them, I forgot, all right? And I thank God that we love each other enough to have forgiven each other. (laughs) But the important thing is they know God. They know that God is watching over all of us. God will do His work. He never fails. Thirdly, we need to help our children and the young people to learn even at a very early age that our real business on earth is to do the will of our Heavenly Father. Our real business is to do God's will. In all that we do with the people around us, with our children, we need to impart to each of them the values and the standards of the kingdom of God and to help them to live a life that I would say purpose-driven, driven by purpose of serving God and glorifying God. And they must grow and learn until they find out for themselves God's plan for them. What plan God has for them so that they will do what God wants to do because they know that they are about their father's business in their father's house. Whether it be life in this world or life in the world to come. Let me close by sharing with you a verse from John chapter 5, verse 19. Very truly I tell you, the son cannot, can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus did not do anything on his own. Unless he was sure this was the Father wanted him to do. My prayer is that you and I and the whole church will learn to do the same thing.